3: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
4: and we are back for El coast to coast hour number two right here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio, good to have you with us on Sirius XM channel 159, Carver High and Dane Martinez here for Scotty today and all week long, uh, Dane. I want to go back just before we get to tonight's Bears Vikings game. Something that you mentioned as we were going to break about how it's tightening up for the number one overall pick in the draft. Now I'm, I'm only going to bring this up because of course I had to go and like I just kept throwing you know dirt on the fire you know throwing logs on the fire with the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday thinking that they were going to come back and beat the Houston Texans Ugh. I've Ugh. said this to you before and I'm going to keep saying it this guy Trevor Lawrence he has zero big moments this year as an NFL quarterback and even the guys in the past who were number 1 overall picks that played for bad teams and had 3 and 13 seasons and all that at least those guys the Mannings of the world etc all had moments yeah. where you were like even Burrow a couple years ago, they had moments where you were like, you know what, yeah, team sucks, but we know that this guy can play. Trevor Lawrence hasn't given the Jaguars any of those moments, and now that Urban Meyer's out of town, uh, Dane, that's going to put the focus back on Trevor Lawrence because it's been all about Meyer this year and what a train wreck he's been. Now that he's out the door, people are going to focus that this guy's done nothing this year, zero. I mean,
5: I think that's fair to say, but they could always use the excuse that the crazy culture driven by Urban Meyer was the reason for that. I think Lawrence will have a stay of execution. And here's the thing. It's not like my number two overall pick has shown much either. Uh Joe Flacco and Josh Johnson look better than him, right? But I do still say, in general, give it time with some of these kids. I think that's why they made the move on Meyer. Maybe they can kind of preserve Lawrence's mentality for a few more years.
4: And I think we are a couple weeks away from the Lawrence Wilson Bowl, aren't we, Dane? Don't we have Jets yes. and Jets next week. on the schedule? Yeah. Yes, next week. Oh, Here yeah. Go. Getting- it's a round robin, I told you. <laughs> Texans,
5: Jets, and Jags. We will see who gets the number one pick still. It's still wide open.
4: Let's go to the other game tonight. They're about to kick off in Cleveland between the Raiders and the Browns. We will keep you updated on what is happening there. But second game, the usual Monday night slot, the Vikings are in Chicago to take on the Bears tonight. This has now gotten Dane up to seven at FanDuel as I look right now. So minus seven for the Vikings with a total of forty-seven, which is also up. I saw forty-five, I believe, earlier this morning or last night. I forget when I was mm-hmm. looking. Here's the thing for me, Dane. Uh, there, there's, you know, Kirk Cousins in prime time, as we know, know. is always an issue. And secondly. The Vikings laying a touchdown on the road in a divisional game, that is also a big problem for me. I think I got to lean towards the Bears here tonight, Dane.
5: I hear you. I think the whole Cousins narrative, though, and the primetime games, I'm ready to start not believing in that, okay? Because we saw him throw well last week on Thursday night football against the Steelers, and I don't know if people realize or not, Cousins is having a great season this year, 3,500 yards, 27 touchdowns against only five picks, okay? So I do think Minnesota can do enough here. Will they cover the touchdown spread on the road in division? I'm not so sure. I also expect a sloppy lower-scoring game, and in those kinds of games, I don't like to lay a touchdown on more because the question is, how does that favorite team get the working margin to kind of cover that number? I will tell you this, though, Carve. Nick Mullins looks good right now hitting David and Joku on a third-down conversion. The Cleveland Browns are moving the ball at mid field with their opening drive it looks like millen mullins knows how to kind of implement the offense at least very early on
4: very early on like you say but mullins has played in the nfl before i mean he started a lot yep. of games with the 49ers a couple years ago uh so it's not like they just took him off the couch and you have uh, some slob in there he could get it done uh <laughs> we welcome in all of our radio affiliates pharrell coast to coast on a monday carver high and dane martinez in for Scotty right here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio later this hour, Sports Grid NFL Insider Adam Kaplan will join us to go through everything that happened yesterday and get us ready for tonight and even tomorrow night as we're gonna have two more games tomorrow, Dane. Another yeah. double dip for us. I wish they did the five and the eight o'clock with that tomorrow too. Why do you gotta give us both games at the same? That makes time? no sense to me. Come on now, that
5: makes no sense to me. <laughs> And there's an obvious East Coast game and an obvious West Coast game, too. We're worried that Seattle's going to have to travel three hours later. And it makes no sense. To-
4: yes, it, that one's more just about uh, which networks get certain amount of games and things like that. Uh, there's a lot of logistics yeah. involved in those two games that were supposed to be on Sunday afternoon. Uh, how about some props for the Bears and the Vikings tonight? Let's take a look. Uh, At what we have, Justin Fields now at 205 and a half. We've got Cousins at 259 and a half. David Montgomery on the ground, 59 and a half. Cook is at 92 and a half. You remember the game he just ripped off against the Steelers last week. Uh, Justin Jefferson is at 95 and a half. Mooney, 53 and a half. A lot of good props in this Bear Viking game, Dane.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I'd also be intrigued by the Justin Fields rushing prop as well, like a Kyla Murray or Jalen Hurts. You know, when things break down, he will go, you know, and scramble. And the Minnesota Vikings put a lot of pressure on one of the top five in the NFL in sacks. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Justin Fields scrambling and hit his rushing over in this one.
4: When we come back, Dane, I actually like both the boosts tonight for this. FanDuel's got two pretty good boosts for the Vikings and the Bears tonight. I'll give you those when we come back. We'll get into some bowl games. Tulsa taking care of business in Myrtle Beach right now. Pharrell coast to coast on a Monday. Carver High, Dane Martinez with you on the grid. We keep rolling after this
0: The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
6: Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack. And save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find?
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.
4: And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Monday. Carver High and Dane Martinez in for Scotty right here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us. And we also have to tell you, you need to stay on the grid all day, even when you're not tuned in. Just follow us on Twitter already. At SportsGrid, at Sports grid TV, at Sports grid Radio. You want clips from the shows? You want breaking news? You want updated line changes? There's we got it all. You possibly imagine everything, Dane, right there on all those Come accounts. On. I mean, what are people waiting for? Honestly, let's go. So there you go. Follow everybody on SportsGrid at Sports Grid TV, right there. But one more thing for tonight, Dane, uh, Bears and the Vikings. I did want to mention those odds boosts. I will say um, I do like the Bears with the points. I do think the Vikings will win. I just think it's too many points in that division right. game. And I lean to the over. It sounds like you lead to the under. I lean to the over tonight. I think there'll be a lot of points.
5: I do lean to the under in this one. You know, divisional matchup, late season. I think this one, much like we're going to see in Washington, Philly, much like we're going to see right now. If you didn't notice, also, the totals have all come down in the NFL. No totals in the 50s this week. I think as we start to get into winter football, we're going to start seeing lower scores, and I think tonight's game is no exception.
4: Uh, Two good boosts tonight on Fanduel. Maybe if you do think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Dalvin Cook and David Montgomery each to find the end zone. Boosted up to plus 350. Not terrible one for you there, Dane. Two guys who are going to tote the rock. And then they just put up a Monday Night Football flash boost on Fanduel. Justin Jefferson to have 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. Plus 220. So a little Justin Jefferson double J uh, odds boost for you right there.
5: Listen, I think I like the first one better, okay, because I do think we're going to see some running today. Justin Jefferson, though, has been absolutely ridiculous. You know, he actually can surpass Odell Beckham for the most receiving yards in the first two seasons of your career, if that doesn't go enough to show you how great he's been early on in his career. He's now the one. It is not Thielen. It is Justin Jefferson, and uh, his star only continues to shine.
4: Uh, how about that? I did not know that, Dane. So good yeah. for Justin Jefferson. Got an opportunity to do that over the next couple weeks. Uh, bowl games going on. There's one right now, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, where we are looking, Dane, for Tulsa to drop the hammer on Old Dominion here on the teal turf. It is 23 to 23-10 right now, uh, early in the fourth quarter. We, of course, have Tulsa laying the eight in this game. Mm-hmm. As we are looking to pick up another victory here in our bowl schedule uh, so about early in the fourth, 23 to 23-10 Tulsa, they lead right now. Over the weekend, Dan, I don't know if you caught any of the games, uh, UAB, beautiful job by them, beating BYU outright. We mentioned maybe mm-hmm. not a lot of motivation for BYU in this game, crying all week that they weren't in a better bowl right. game. UAB takes advantage of it. We saw Western Kentucky and App State play an absolute uh, pinball machine, 59-38 to 38, as the Hilltoppers and Bradley Zappy get the job done there and then there was the la bowl the jimmy kimmel bowl right which completely <laughs> disappointed everybody as i was talking to cousin sal about uh 24 to 13 utah state beat the beavers of oregon oregon scored in the first minute of the game and i figured here we go Pre-game total of 68 and a half they're gonna fly tonight then. and then everybody fell asleep at the wheel tough night in la
5: It was. Remember, I also told you I liked Louisiana Lafayette because also they were playing a basic home game. And they did, in fact, win by about 15 points with a comeback, 20 points in the fourth quarter. It was also good to see Liberty put up a ton with that kid, Malik Willis, who's now going to moving on to draft prep for him. He's likely to be a top 10, top 15 kind of pick.
4: Nice cover for them. Uh, we've got this is where it starts to really ramp up. One game today, yeah. two games tomorrow. We start to really increase bowl, uh, the bowl games tomorrow, the potato bowl, Dane. Uh, that starts before we're on. We like Wyoming minus the three against Kent State in the okay. uh, famous Idaho potato game on the blue turf tomorrow. NBA tonight. You will have in game live, of course, 9 to midnight Eastern right here on Sports Grid. And the NBA, actually, believe it or not, Dane. Uh, They have a bunch of games on the schedule. Games, of course, have been getting whacked left and right in the NBA and the NHL. We still have games on the hardwood. The Sixers are in Boston against the Celtics tonight. The C's are minus three and a half. The Rockets, who've been playing a lot better, getting six now in Chicago against the Bulls. They're just coming back on the court after missing a bunch of games. OKC is in Memphis against the Grizz. Minus nine for them. Total of 215 and a half now. I do like the Rockets tonight, Dane. I I think the Bulls coming back, uh, haven't played in a little bit. Rockets have played better. They've been in some of these games. Maybe not win, but I do like catching the six points here.
5: Alright, that's fair enough. I actually like the teams coming back from their COVID breaks. We saw this, you saw this last year in the NHL after they have their break. Yeah. One of the things I'm intrigued by is if they're able maybe to step back and practice a little bit more, understand what they are trying to do. So we're on opposite sides on this one. I'll also let you know, Carve, the Raiders have first and goal late first quarter. They are driving on Cleveland maybe for the game's first score. They're going to have it first and in goal inside the five to maybe break a scoreless tie. Maybe Later on this hour, we'll have to find some in-game live opportunities for this one. But the Raiders are moving the ball, looking like they may go in.
4: Wow. Raiders on the move. Their first possession of the game. Good for them. And Tulsa just got a turnover in the end zone. Old Dominion was going in, Dane. And it looks like they have a turnover. The Tulsa players are celebrating that is what we like to see. Uh, things are going very well. We continue now with the NBA. Other games tonight, we've got the Hornets in Utah against the Jazz catching 12-and-a-half. We know how tough it is not only to win in Utah, but even to cover numbers as they have just been laying the hammer on people. The Kings are in Golden State to take on the Warriors. Another big line, minus 13. We have the Spurs in L.A. against the Clippers tonight, minus four and a half. there. The key for the Warriors, they're back off a very long east coast trip Dane now they sat everybody on Saturday night in Toronto and I mean everybody it seemed like they grabbed a couple of ball boys to play against the Raptors they lost by 20 or 30 (laughs) but they come home fresh tonight after the trip and I expect them to take care of business against Sacramento
5: Fair enough for me. It's the Utah Jazz, Carver. Okay, You do say how they are great at home, but the last time I was doing in-game live with Scotty Wetzel, the Utah Jazz lost at home on Friday night to the San Antonio Spurs in a game that we kept on believing in the Jazz, so they didn't get it done on Friday night. I think they steamrolled tonight against Charlotte, who's kind of towards the end of a West Coast trip. I'll even lay the fat number with the Jazz tonight.
4: Yep. Fat number with the Jazz. Hornets are in town. Fat number with the Warriors. A lot of fat numbers tonight in the NBA. College basketball. New AP Top 25. Not much change from last week. We still have Baylor on top. Duke in there at number two. Purdue, Gonzaga, and UCLA. We actually have a bunch of those teams In the mix tonight. Now they're all playing tomato cans, Dane. But we do have a bunch of the top teams in the country in action. Uh, Purdue is playing the immortal incarnate word at home, laying 38, 38 and a half. Baylor's playing Alcorn State, 34 and a half. Notre Dame and Western Mm -hmm. Michigan tonight in South Bend, and Gonzaga laying 35 against Northern Arizona. So, a lot of college hoops with some. We talk about big spreads in the NBA day. Now you've got monstrous spreads in college basketball with some of the top five teams.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I guess you got to back teams like Baylor and Purdue, although those are huge numbers, to be quite honest. I always say it takes two to tango. So, if anything, maybe you take the under because you don't believe that Alcorn State, and incarnate word, can keep up.
4: Uh, what do we got going on? They have the Raiders punched it in yet. I see third and goal from the Cleveland third and five, goal. And we have them in the end it is, zone. Ooh. It
5: is third and goal. And there has been a pre-snap flag that is being thrown. So if anything, they mm. may get backed up. I will tell you this though. Hunter Renfro already has two catches. I told you about his receptions uh... number. He's already got two on that first drive. That is all Derek Carr is looking towards.
4: Uh, Live line right now, minus 5.5 for the Raiders 37.5 is your total there for the Raiders and the Browns All right, Pharrell Coast to Coast, we come back Adam Kaplan joins us on the grid on a Monday
3: SportsGrid.com Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 As our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks and more Want the edge? Then get on the grid SportsGrid.com
4: and we are back for el coast to coast on a monday carver high dane martinez in for scotty today and all week long good to have you with us on sports grid and sports grid radio the raiders have taken a seven nothing lead in cleveland against the browns brian edwards catches one from Derek Carr. so away we go there in that one as always on a monday Sports Grid NFL insider Adam Kaplan joins us. Adam, happy Monday to you, my man. Another crazy day in the NFL. Good to have you.
7: Good to have you. Uh, good to be with you guys. And uh, look, it, it is. It, it's We got the COVID stuff that's still going on, unfortunately, with some big names going on it today. Um, some are coming off the list. Uh, fortunately, we'll get into the buck situation. Brutal game last night. A game they still could have won despite all the injuries. I think that's the thing that people are giving the, the Saints a lot of credit. Well, yeah. We certainly will talk about what what really happened in that game. And um, the Ravens' situation, they continued to deal with injury. Packers are the first team to win a division this season. I can't believe it's taken a week 15 to get a division winner. Usually it's never this late. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. A lot's going on. I think
4: the other side is more amazing to me, that how many teams have been actually eliminated as we've hit week 15. <laughs> like, there's, there's still – you know, technically 25, 26 teams that still have a chance at the playoffs. Uh, it's been a crazy year. Let's start with the Bucs. You mentioned it last night. The 9 nothing loss at home to the New Orleans Saints. A tremendous job by Dennis Allen filling in for Sean Payton last
7: night. Yeah, Dennis Allen, the defense coordinator for the Saints. He will be a head coaching candidate this year. He he, he was the Raiders head coach. He was the right guy at the wrong time many years ago. It was in the wake of the Al Davis situation. Uh, when Al Davis passed away he, around that time, he got the job and things were just not the way they should have been for him uh, with the Raiders now. And then you see the great job he's done uh, with the Saints as a defense coordinator. They must have some kryptonite. It's really amazing to me. The Bucks beat everyone in their division as they have the last two seasons, but uh, the Bucks have lost five straight in the regular season over the last three seasons uh, to the Saints now that we know that the the Bucks beat the Saints in the playoffs, but Man, talk about bad news, and you saw in the first half, they lost three starters, Leonard Fournette uh, to the hamstring injury, Mike Evans to the hamstring, and then Chris Godwin to the knee injury. Now, the indication from the Bucs was they knew it was going to be bad, like they knew it was going to be a while before he'd come back, but when they got the testing back, the full testing, which was the MRI, uh, Bruce Aarons, their head coach, confirmed that it's actually a torn ACL And obviously, he will not be back until the summer. Now, remember now, he's a free agent. He was on the tag this year. He's a free agent, so that obviously will hurt him for for free agency. The club will have leverage here, no question. They will if they want to bring him back. Uh, We'll see what they do there. Mike Evans is still under contract, but that's devastating to lose him. And who was headed for a huge game. If you had a prop on him, he probably would have had double-digit catches. that They couldn't cover him in that game. It's a shame. The guy they typically try to shut down and have in the past, Mike, is Mike Evans. But... He left early with a hamstring. Now, Aarons confirmed all the speculation. Antonio Brown and Mike Edwards, they're going to be reinstated to the roster. They will be with them. But they made this decision before all these injuries for, for Antonio Brown. Why? They know they're better with him than without him. He was doing tremendously before he got hurt against the Eagles, uh, almost basically two months ago. Uh, so Edwards, who's their third safety, and plus he was playing a nickel. He's He's very important. And now with... These injuries, guys. With Antonio Brown coming back, they're going to need him. This is hard. Like, this is really hard. They're obviously going to make the playoffs. They're going to win their division because, uh, based on the way that, that their division is. But I don't know how deep they're going to go right now with Chris Godwin, who's one of the better young receivers in the National Football
4: League. Yeah, Adam, I never thought for a second that they were going to release Antonio Brown. I, I mean, even before this stuff last night and all their receivers getting hurt, There's one guy who has backed Antonio Brown with all the things that he has had gone on with him the last few years, and that's Tom Brady. And you know that Tom probably walked in there to Bruce Arians and the like and everybody and said, listen, I need A.B. We need him for this run. I know he did this, did that. They were keeping him, I thought, Adam, no matter what.
7: I'm sure – now, they'll never admit it, but I'm sure because we know that Brady had had major influence on Antonio Brown – uh, signing, of course, with the Bucks originally, uh, despite what Bruce Aarons had said about Brown. When he, Remember now, he he coached him when the two were were with the Steelers very young in Brown's career with the Steelers. And then they were reunited with the Bucs. But now they need him. There's no question they need him. Now, I would say this with Antonio Brown, and Bruce Aarons was talk, talked about it today. It's really important to note here. Let's not forget the reason, not only was it the three-game suspension, but when you look at the situation with Brown coming back from that heel injury, it wasn't just his ankle; it's actually yeah. his heel. He wasn't before the before the three game suspension. He wasn't ready to play, so they have to see, as Berserian said today, they want to see how he is physically. He said the hope was thirty to thirty five plays, and they will play the Panthers. The Panthers were on free fall after that great start. Man, talk about this is actually Mike. Two straight years that the Panthers got after the great start, then they completely collapsed.
4: Uh, they are, I watched a lot of the Panthers yesterday, as you know, when they were playing the Bills. They're a real bad football team right now. So if there's any way for the Bucks to get right, they're facing the right team to do that. Uh, great game yesterday, I thought, Adam, mm. in Baltimore between the Packers and the Ravens. Right when you thought the Packers had put it away, what a job by Snoop Huntley to bring them back down the field. And I love, I know it hasn't worked out for him twice in the last three weeks, but I love the aggressiveness from John Harbaugh.
7: You know, it's, it's it's interesting you you bring that up, right? And we saw with Brandon Staley, you and I talked about this with Brandon Staley, what he did uh, you know, on Thursday night. That is the trend this year in the National Football League. Teams are going for it on fourth down. They'll go for it. They'll go for it in a goal-to-go situation late in the game. It may not work out, but analytically, the numbers tell you to go for it. And I know a lot of fans don't like that. A lot of fans are old school. But you got to give John Harbaugh credit here. He, he's just pushing to win. Once again, but the Packers find a way to win. They're the first team this season to clinch a division. It's late. And this is really late, super late in week 15. But I, I, I'm glad you brought up a couple. Huntley, we'll get to him in a second. But give my man Marquez Valdez-Scaling. He he and I have talked together on Sirius NFL radio a couple of times. He's a pretty serious guy. He's on the final year's rookie deal. The thing about he and Aaron Rodgers, they don't seem to be on the same page all the time. But I'll say this about Aaron Rodgers. He clearly trusts them more here. Valdez-Scantling, 31 pass targets over the last four weeks, and he had a huge touchdown. That 11-yard touchdown catch was huge. Playing that in th- in inside slot position did a great job. Five for 98 in that huge 11-yard t- uh, uh, touchdown catch yesterday. Good to see him doing this on the final year his rookie deal. I, I know that MVS has gotten a lot of criticism, but when they needed it, he's playing. Remember, Randall Cobb is on the reserves, reserve so they're going to need him. Now, let's get to Snoop Huntley. It's so hard. When, when you talk to personnel people in the NFL, particularly general managers, they'll tell you, they lament it. It is so hard to find quality backup quarterbacks. When you find one, you try to lock them up for a couple of years. Now, Huntley was an undrafted free agent last year. He was on their practice squad virtually all last season. He, he wins the number two quarterback job over Trace McSorley, who's no longer with a football team. You look at his last two games, right? His, his first start against Chicago, was so so they won that game. But, he came off the bench last week. You can't blame him for that loss. He did all that he could. And you mentioned how well he he did in yesterday's game. Over his last two games, 55 for 78, 70.5 completion rate, which is unheard of for a guy with this lack of experience. Remember, he was an undrafted free agent. He's done a great job running with the football, with the two touchdowns yesterday, 485 yards in those two games, three touchdown passes, two turnovers, no picks, though. They were both fumbles, which he lost. So ball security's got to be better. Uh, but look, Greg Roman, their offensive coordinator, he's pretty much running the same scheme that he would with Lamar Jackson. Both guys run and here's defensive coordinator for the Bengals, Lou Anaruma, who will the Bengals will host the Ravens on Sunday. The quote is he's been doing really well, and Lamar's Lamar. We prepare for what their offense is, which is a key point to make. It's not like they're totally changing what they do. They're really not. They're running a lot of pistol. Huntley's running a lot. So he's done a great job. And if Lamar's not ready. With that ankle injury, and he wasn't close to playing, by the way, because remember, I said it came down to th- Friday's practice. He didn't work. He wasn't going to play. To me, they've got a real chance to beat the Bengals. I know the Bengals, they're hard to figure out. They had a great win uh, at, at, at the Broncos. Their, their defense kept a minute where their offense struggled. But I, with Huntley playing quarterback, you always have a chance to win. The way that he's playing here, I'm super impressed. And they clearly, and this is important, they've clearly found their backup of the future. Now, if you have Lamar Jackson for fantasy, and you need a backup quarterback, Huntley is your guy.
4: Now, will he be – he's done an unbelievable job, Adam. There's no doubt about that. But we do have huge AFC North games here now over the last three weeks. All these teams are going to play each other, and everybody is right there with a chance to win this division. Ravens, like you said, they play the Bengals. They have a game with the Steelers. The Bengals play the Ravens and the Browns. A lot to be decided as good as Huntley's been – they do need Lamar here these last couple of weeks to probably win this division.
7: Well, now they're, they're going to do it like all coaches do it here. John Harbaugh will evaluate what Jackson can do based on his practice participation. If he doesn't practice, he won't play. And they, they've got to feel incredible with – because you don't know with an undrafted free agent, Mike, when you put this guy in there, you assume the guy's probably going to be average at best. Right. He's been exceptional. And I think being on the practice squad last year, to go through their, their coaching – the practice system to see how things are done. Like this is huge. Uh, again, he's he's on a he's on a rookie contract for for minimum salaries. This is huge because the going rate for veteran free free agent quarterbacks as backups is generally four to five million a season. So this is great. And you got to give Eric Costa their general manager, and the staff credit for finding him. This is really I and mean, Greg Roman, obviously the the offensive coordinator. They've done an unbelievable and James Urban, the quarterbacks coach, an unbelievable job of a this kid. What a story. What a story Huntley's been.
4: certainly is, and it's everybody's game in the AFC North right now. Yep, Everybody in the mix. All right, Pharrell coast-to-coast on a Monday. Carver High in for Scotty. We're talking to Adam Kaplan. We'll come back. Are the Cardinals in trouble? Plus, we look at the Eagles and Washington tomorrow and the Bears and the Vikings tonight. More to do with Adam Kaplan next on Sportsbook. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Monday. Carver High in for Scotty. We are talking as always to Sports Grid NFL insider Adam Kaplan, recapping the weekend, getting ready for tonight. Let's go to another upset. Not only were the Bucs a big upset in the NFC, Adam, but we also had the Arizona Cardinals go to Detroit. And boy, I mean, they didn't just lose the game, Adam. They looked awful. 30 to 12, losing to the Lions. Is it time to start being concerned? about arizona
7: they've lost mike their energy i'm glad we're talking about this because for those of us who would like to look at the future bets you know kind of for the playoffs and who could go the farthest and so forth look if you looked at week 13 right right after week 13 we've never been about their division they were clearly going to be the, the the one to win it the nfc west which is the nfl's best division and they were clearly going to be a lock for one of the top two seeds but everything's changed here DeAndre hopkins their their top receiver goes in ir Robert Alford, their third corner, he suffers a pectoral injury. He goes on IR. We know that JJ Watt. They're holding on hope he could play in the playoffs, but they've certainly missed him. But it's not just the injuries; they've lacked energy. They were just they were. And I understand it's you know three time zones. Although we know the West Coast teams now have done well uh, changing uh, time zones, but it it's it, it was bad. They didn't have it. I mean, they did not show up in that game at all. Now, I don't know what the Lions record is versus the spread because they're obviously a bad football team, but they're super competitive. But Cliff Kingsbury, their head coach, has got to be concerned. And that there's no question about it. There's something missing from this football team the last couple weeks. It, you know, it's one thing to lose a game when, when, you know, that Thursday night game, which went down to the wire against the Packers. But this last game, as bad as they lost, it's one thing to lose to the Rams. Okay, you can understand that the Rams got smoked at home by the Cardinals earlier this season, but they get spent by a Lions team that's got nothing to play for other than pride. Yeah, look, they're only half a game up right now in the NFC West. I didn't see this. No one did a couple weeks ago, but that's where we are. And this is not a good time. We see typically like the best teams will have a lull earlier in the season. We know the Patriots got off to that bad start. The, the, the Colts under Frank Reich have done this now twice where they got, they've gotten off to a bad start but they turned the season around. There's just something going on here with this football team. I would be concerned. I know their schedule. Um, it was coming up. They play those aforementioned Colts, but then they finish at home against the, the 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 Raiders, and they play at the Jaguars. So they'll get clearly some relief. But this does concern me with the lack of energy that they have right now. I I'm not super sold on them right now. They got to get things going, and they got to get Kyler Murray going, and their defense also did not show up. Mike against the Lions. You have to be kidding me. Lions nine and five
4: against the spread this year. Adam. there you so go. Lions wow. as bad as they've been, wow. they have been very good. At covering numbers, and they win outright yesterday against Arizona. Great job by them. Before we get to tonight, we actually have games, Adam, tomorrow night. We got two tonight. We've got two tomorrow. And one of those games involves, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team. Big game in terms of that seven seed in the NFC. And the Washington coaching staff, Adam, going to be severely shorthanded along with their players.
7: Yeah, so let's let's look at the coaching staff. So they're going to lose, for now, three defensive position coaches and two offensive position coaches for the game. Uh, they'll have backup plans. Every team, by the way, from talking to teams about this, they always have a backup plan. If this guy can't work, this person will work. So they'll have that covered. But now, there is a benefit. Washington was a team of, like, the Rams that were hit very badly by COVID over the last couple weeks, particularly last week. Washington gets back because the, because of what's happened here, because the game got moved back two and a half days. Sam Cosme, the right tackle, came off IR, the rookie. He came off IR today. So did Montez Sweat, who came off the COVID list over the weekend. He had that broken jaw, so they'll be available for the game. Matt Ionitis, their top backup tackle, he was activated off the COVID list today. Now, here's the bad news, though. Brandon Sheriff, their star guard, he went on the COVID list. So that, that's not a great trade-off, but again, as you said, they're getting some players back. They got a lot of players. Almost their entire defensive line, which was on the cover list, is back. Terry McLaurin got cleared out of the concussion protocol. He'll be in the lineup tomorrow night, but they will not have JD, J.D. McKissick, who got hurt in that Monday night game with that bad concussion. And Curtis Samuel, now, Curtis Samuel, Mike, he had a groin injury, which I'm told dated back to June in OTA as well. It's not an issue now. Unfortunately, though, he suffered a hamstring injury in the last week. He will not play, making $11.5 million. He's done next to nothing this season. But they're getting a lot of players back. Now, right now, uh, it doesn't look like they're going to have their top two quarterbacks, but they're holding out hope that one of them, whether it's Brandon Allen or Taylor Heineken, will be activated for the game. If not, it's probably going to be your guy, Gale Gilbert's son, Garrett Gilbert. As you know, the Bills, Gail Gilbert, a longtime quarterback in the league for the Bills and other Seattle. But uh, right now, look, they've got issues. Now, Philly, though, we should mention, Philly's had two key offensive linemen go on the COVID list over the last two days. Landon Dickerson, a starting guard, who's had a great season, by the way, as a rookie, a second-rounder. He won on the COVID list yesterday. And then Andre Dillard, who backs up Jordan Milad at left tackle, he won on the COVID list today. So this hurts their depth. There's no question about it. But uh, Philly, though, all their injured players will be available. None of them have injury designations for the game, including Jalen Hurts, who's expected to start tomorrow night at 7 Eastern against the aforementioned Washington football team.
4: As Pharrell likes to call him, "What's eating Gilbert Grape?" Uh, is going to be starting, <laughs> it looks like, for Washington tomorrow right, night. Let that. me ask you this, because just because we have the COVID stuff, and we'll 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 talk about it right now. Yeah, it seems like moving the game two days definitely helped. Washington whereas I felt with Cleveland tonight it obviously didn't make that big of a difference because they still didn't have Baker in this game they still didn't have Stefanski they still didn't have Landry I mean Cleveland really moving the game two days didn't seem to help them all that much but it sounds like maybe for Washington and even the Rams a little bit the two days did help them
7: Washington out of of the four teams there's no question about it Washington got helped the most there's no doubt the Branham Sheriff situation is a bummer for them uh now We got the COVID list situation. I got the list from the league of the guys who went on today, and it's 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 a virtual who's who. Travis Kelsey went on it. Uh, That's a big one. Harrison Butker, the kicker for the Chiefs, went on it. Uh, Joey Bosa went on it. Uh, That's a big one uh, for them. Uh, He will not be available. Uh, Brandon Staley confirmed, which means he's not vaccinated. Remember now, the the, we have the latest revision to the COVID rules, which we'll explain. You and I are together on Thursday and Friday, but just to explain it briefly. If you're fully vaccinated and you test positive, you only have to get one negative test. And also, they're not going to be testing players regularly anymore. If you're fully vaccinated, they're going to do by position groups. They're going to rotate it. So things have changed here. There's no question about it. Things have changed in the National Football League with COVID testing.
4: I was going to ask you about that because I saw a note. 47 players were put on the list today league-wide. That's the most ever – on a single day that the NFL has ever had. So did today start that new testing where they were only testing guys who had symptoms or only randomly testing guys? Or was today still the way it's been going? Because that's a lot of names, even still, if they changed this new pro- protocols that they were going to put in.
7: Yeah, so Mike, in the language in the memo, that which I read, that the NFL said to teams, it said after the weekend. But that wouldn't make any sense because you have, te- you have g- teams tonight playing. You've got the, the two yep. games today. The two games tomorrow. So obviously, if the league would look at that and say, "Well, look, that can't be right." It would have to be because you, the th- the thing that general managers have told me, with all the rule changes, they want everyone to have the same advantage. Like remember now, since we got the COVID issues starting last February, the big thing was everyone had to leave their buildings at the same time because some teams, some of their coaches were staying, and and general managers called the NFL office and said, "No, no, 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 no." Those guys got to be out of their building. This is not fair. Um, but the Rams, by the way, the Rams got hit again uh, you know, over the weekend. But yeah. they did get back Jalen Ramsey. That's the big one for the game tomorrow night against Seattle because they're going to need him with D.K. Metcalf and Russell Wilson on the other side. So that's the other thing, which we were talking about on the Pro Football Today show yesterday, in terms of handicapping the game or whether you play fantasy. You got to know who's available for these games. How can you possibly yeah. know for for your fantasy lineups or if you're, if you're gambling on it? How can you feel confident if you don't know who's going to be available? This is the problem that we live in right now.
4: It seems like Seattle also lost a whole bunch of guys between since this game has been yep. moved. I mean, I saw them put six or seven guys on the list as they well. Did. So, yeah. uh, it, It's hard to find the best way to do this, Adam, but the league is trying to press on and move forward as best as they can. Uh, and I'm sure we'll see things change even more. Uh, As we try to get through the last three weeks, of the regular season, and then the playoffs, we do have another game tonight. Not only do we have the Raiders and the Browns, which is going on right now, but we have the Bears and the Vikings in Chicago tonight. We know about Kirk Cousins in prime time. The Vikings have played a lot of very close games this year. Tell us about tonight, Adam.
7: Yeah, so this game, which will be in Chicago, the weather is not going to be a problem. Mid-30s, wind under 10 miles an hour. I actually believe this could be a high-scoring game, and I'm going to explain to you why. Let's start with the Vikings, who are 6-7. and seven. They're the ninth seed in the NFC. They're only, they're, they're only a half game back of the Saints, so they, they know they need to win tonight. I'm sure everybody knows by now, Bershot Breeland, one of their starting corners, one of their top two corners. They had to come due to disciplinary reasons. And they already bottom five in terms of coverage against outside receivers. You got Darnell Mooney on the other side. Now, Robinson, unfortunately, is on the COVID list. But... They've got enough help at wide receiver and tight end with Cole Komet. They're going to be able the bears will be able to move the ball in the Vikings. Now, Adam Phelan, the reason why the Vikings put him as questionable, not out is they felt he had a outside chance of playing. So what they're going to do is they're going to warm him up tonight. If he could go, he'll give him as much as he can on this ankle injury. Remember he hasn't practiced over the last two weeks. He's missed six practices in a row. If he can't play, it's KJ Osborne who had that great catch and run for 62 yards for a touchdown. Against the Steelers uh, last week. So they'll be able to score in the Bears. The Bears have got all sorts of issues. Let's get to them right now. This is why I think there'll be a high scoring game. Jalen Johnson, their top corner, he's on the cover list. He's out. Both starting safeties are out on the cover list. Eddie Jackson, Deshaun Gibson. How in the world could you overcome this? There's just no way. Now, the only issue on offense, which concerns me, is Tevin Jenkins, their second round pick, their left tackle. Remember, he had back surgery in August. He played last week. He didn't play very well. He had a lot of penalties. He filled in for Jason Peters. He'll start tonight his first ever NFL start, their second rounder. Uh, this, this is a little bit of a concern for me, but I'm telling you, if they can protect against the Vikings, they're going to score points. They Now, I know against the Packers, their point total was high, but it wasn't just on offense. They had a special teams return for a touchdown. But I do believe this could be a little bit high, more high scoring game than most people think
4: little high-scoring game. Do the do the Bears keep it close, though, Adam? Do they keep it close? Because we know the Vikings like to keep everybody in these games. The Vikings do not blow it. They couldn't even finish blowing out the Steelers last week. They I had know. to let them back in the game. Keep
7: it that close. That was one of the most – What do you that think, That was Adam? almost one of the biggest chokes biggest we've ever seen. The th- the, my issue is, <laughs> and I just mentioned it, Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson, Deshaun Gibson. Yeah. This, this I don't awesome. know how you overcome that. I, well, I don't know what the numbers. is. That, I mean, the, the Vikings should win by a hmm. touchdown, 7 to 10 points. I think the Bears could score on them, as I, as I said, but the Bears, let's not forget, folks, they've lost seven out of eight. They're, they're, they're so bad. It's just, it's, they've clearly underachieved. I know they've had a lot of injury and COVID issues. That That's true. They're getting Sean Desai back, their defense coordinator. He came off the COVID list today, but it's going to be hard for them, but it's all about developing Justin Fields, their quarterback. I, I'm going to pick the Vikings to win. And again, I'm probably going to go against the grain here. I do believe it'll be a little bit more of a high scoring game than most people think.
4: Seven is the line, by the way. Vikings minus seven. Yeah, that's around where I think it'll in be. Chicago, yeah. Adam, uh, great job as always. I'll talk to you later in the week where you know I'll be gearing up for Bills and the Pats Can't Sunday wait. in Foxborough, AFC East on the line. I am pumped, Adam. Have a great week. I will talk to you then.
7: You too, my friend. Thank you.
4: There he is, Adam Kaplan, sports Grid NFL insider, Pharrell coast-to-coast, Coast, Carver High, Dane Martinez. We come back, see what's going on in Cleveland before we get out of here. Back on that grid
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And
4: we're back for El Coast to Coast on a Monday. Carver High, Dane Martinez in for Scotty. Before we get out of here, Dane, what's going on in Cleveland? Still seven to nothing here for the Raiders in the first half.
5: It is still 7-0, and the Cleveland Browns have a third down deep in their own territory. But here's what I got to tell you, Carve. We both like the under as a play in this game, right? It was like 41-and-a-half, 42-and-a-half, something like that going in. Now, because these offenses haven't done much in the first half, it's down to 31-and-a-half. And And that's what we say all the time on In Game Live. We're not trying to give you a fish. We're trying to teach you how to fish. If you had that under, you can now go over the 31, get yourself a 10-point middle, if this were to open up and you can't lose. That's the way we do it on in-game live, and we'll be doing it for the late game tonight as well.
4: That's right. 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern right here on Sports I'll also let you know Tulsa up 30 to 17 on Old Dominion at the Murray nice. Beach Bowl. They look like it's 146 to go. We're looking for a couple of knees here and maybe get out of here with a cover for Tulsa. Hockey tonight, Dane, only one game. Minnesota and Dallas. Five of the six games tonight have been wiped away, and I've got some bad news for you. This could be the last hockey game for the next week. That's right, in the next while. week from what I'm I'm looking at right now. Minnesota will be in Dallas tonight. I like the Wild, minus 105. But here's what the insiders around the league are saying, Dane. There could be a – there's been conversation today about a possible league-wide shutdown – Effective tomorrow. Situation remains fluid. There's only there's only seven games left between now and Christmas. All the other games have already been whacked. They probably figure it's seven games. Let's just get out of here. Send everybody home till Monday. There were no games this weekend anyway because of the holiday. Tough situation in the NHL, Dane. Everywhere, really. Tough situation it absolutely
5: everywhere. is. The walls are closing <laughs> in. And remember, they got that whole Olympic break that they can just move games to because who knows if oh, that's going to happen that. at this point either. <laughs>
4: That that ain't happening at this point either. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna need those three weeks to put those games back in. All right, Dane, great yep. stuff. I will see you tomorrow. Have fun on in game live tonight. Thanks to cousin Sal. Thanks to Adam Kaplan. Pharrell, coast to coast. Carver High and Dane. We'll see you tomorrow. Right here, Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio.
0: It's simple, really. Listen. Win. Don't listen.
2: Lose. I mean, duh. This is the home of the winning
0: edge. You're listening.
6: Justin, and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find?
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time.